Hello, I'm Jessica Alana. Welcome to The Flow Within, where I discuss all things health and wellness, spirituality, and my general life experiences in order to teach you how to thrive and transmute your pain into love. I'm your host, a scientist, whose aim is to bridge the gap between alternative medicine and data-backed science. I also have my own practice where we can work together and I'm a professional biohacker. My mission is to help you find your flow within. Welcome guys. Today on the No Plan B podcast, we have a very special friend, Jessica. She has been a writer for our magazine and is a great person. She has been working a lot in the healthcare sector. Welcome, Jessica. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's a really good day today. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica, please tell us about your experiences. I, I know that you are doing a lot of work in the healthcare sector. So please. Yeah. So I'm Jessica and I'm a biomedical scientist and I graduated two years ago. I specialized in human anatomy, physiology and concepts of disease. However, um, due to personal reasons, I'm not really a big fan of the pharmaceutical industry and I didn't decide to take the traditional route that most biomedical scientists go down and um, I landed myself into holistic healthcare. Um, right now, I'm currently specializing in a type of regenerative biotechnology known as hyperbaric oxygen. So you, yeah. say, you say that uh, you, are, you are not a fan of um, traditional pharmaceuticals. Why, why would that yes, be? Yes, I'm not. Why would that be? Um, I had a personal battle um, in which I was trying to take care of a close family member, my mum. Mm-hmm. And um, we just felt that traditional medicine just didn't offer her the effective care that she needs. And the more that I'm open about this to other people, other people also feel the same. And we often see this in our clinic. So we have a clinic based in Knightsbridge in London, and it's called the Wellness Lab. And um, majority of our clients, they've also been let down by the pharmaceutical industry and traditional medicine. And that's why they come to us for hyperbaric oxygen. So what what kind of benefits can somebody expect from these hyperbaric oxygen chambers? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, it's a lot. So basically, you have some fundamental benefits Mm-hmm. And then you have some more specific benefits depending on your acute or chronic condition. But um, to talk about the fundamental benefits, you can see an 800% increase in your stem cells. And these stem cells are stem progenitor cells. So they hold the same pluripotent um, abilities as embryonic stem cells and they become mobilized from the bone marrow. So uh, they're able... Obviously, everyone knows that stem cells are basically the repair and the growth building blocks for our body. So these stem cells are able to act on the body and repair um, parts of the body that were previously hindered, completely hindered for maybe even years. Yeah, that that's amazing. 
yeah so uh, you you say that you are also specialized in disease care and uh, so please exp- um, the the current situation in the world right now it's it's, yeah. it's not very good because of one certain disease so uh, right yeah. yeah so what what advice would you give what in a, uh, in a professional opinion what advice do you give to people who come to you with covid or you they are recovering from covid and how can oxygen chambers help with that okay yeah so um i don't really have a traditional view on covid um however um we do have covid clients and we do have long covid clients come into the clinic and um the hyperbaric oxygen works in a number of ways so basically when someone has covid the disease leads to the lungs being anatomically hindered and um the oxygen delivery to the lung the, the capacity of the lungs to deliver oxygen is dramatically decreased but because in a hyperbaric chamber you're under an increased atmospheric pressure level this floods the plasma the spinal fluid and the lymph with oxygen and um you see up to a 15 times fold increase within the plasma thus the oxygen can be delivered to all of the cells and tissues and organs in the body which were previously hypoxic due to the anatomically hindered lungs so yeah that's just like one thing and also um oxygen is like a potent viricidal and um it basically kills off all of the anaerobic bacteria and stuff like that as well so yeah it's been in the news actually it's been in the news a lot for the hyperbaric oxygen and long covid yeah uh, i also have been following some of your research into this and whatever you have been posting on social media and i yeah. also saw that post about it it being good with uh, autistic children and mental health yeah. as well Yeah yeah I've been doing a lot of research could you, um, could you share something recently. about how it can help with the mental health for the autistic individual or uh, yeah yeah or just mental health in general both would be great oh, actually about the okay yeah so um there's been multiple clinical studies which show that the hyperbaric oxygen is really good for mental health and in particular um to do with autism it acts on a few mechanisms so the mechanisms are it acts upon the neuroinflammation and it acts upon the mitochondrial dysfunction and it acts upon the oxidative stress so in terms of the neuroinflammation which is the one i've done most research on at the moment i'm slowly going through all of the mechanisms but um it basically improves the hypoperfusion within the brain of the autistic individual so in autism you see high levels of hypoperfusion which means that the brain has a diminished blood supply so because of this the neurons are not getting the nourishment and the oxygen that they need to fire properly and that's why the phenotype of the child is um uh poor behavior i guess and poor social skills and um sensory deficits but with the hyperbaric oxygen again because of the increased oxygen within the plasma all of the neurons within the brain are able to receive oxygen regardless of the blood supply so you see a reduction in hypoperfusion and then a reduction in neuroinflammation and um 
we've seen like like the stories we've had in the clinic have been so amazing so we've had um children make eye contact for the first time with their parent after the hyperbaric and then we've had um children for the first time independently using the toilet on their own and um maybe before in the nursery or in the school they were extremely closed off and now they're like more open and they have less meltdowns and so forth so it's it's really amazing that's that's amazing because uh, yeah i i can understand how it uh, it can affect the lives of these children and it's it's amazing yes. to hear these success stories so i know it makes me smile <laughs> yeah absolutely to see them in front of you it, it would it would be great right it's amazing yeah yeah yes. so moving on to the biohacking aspect of your life how did you get into biohacking um i guess i've always been into health and wellness and nutrition um i've been meditating for four years and then i'm also a pretty big fan of psychedelics in terms of its medical use as well um i guess i don't know i guess i just always liked health and wellness and then biohacking is like a really trendy it's basically a term right now yeah. for anyone who's interested in their health so so yeah i guess i just um being, became interested in it especially yeah, with my with my degree yeah being in the science field and learning from that it it automatically automatically puts you in that category of biohackers yeah. yeah because i kind of um like realized that um basically like when i was learning about all of the diseases in university mm-hmm. i just kind of thought like there must be a way that this can be like prevented and i guess biohacking is taking an active lifestyle choice that that works to prevent the accumulation of these diseases and yeah because most of the the biggest diseases we have in the western world like cancer alzheimer's diabetes it's more of like a lifestyle choice and i guess bi- uh, biohacking reduces the chance of you having these diseases greatly as well so yeah because biohacking now is evolving and it's more about bio individuality than just being a trendy term and people are yes. working towards analyzing what's working for them and recording and finding new ways to get better so uh, yeah. talking about new ways of getting better psychedelics is a you know taboo topic that people don't often talk about and yeah i i wrote the article about about yeah. it right <laughs> yeah and it was an amazing article and it shed oh, a, a lot so of much. light on the topic and yeah and i i wanted to know why is it a taboo and if it has such medicinal yeah, right. use and it is traditionally used by people and in many cultures it is something ritualistic sort of i know but why um, is it taboo in this in this community <laughs> in this world i don't know i guess um i think that's a long story and you have to go down the rabbit hole to really understand why the government is so against psychedelics um for me the way i see it is that you know um 
like psilocybin mushrooms and the DMT from the frog Mm -hmm. and the ayahuasca and changa. They grow in the ground and they grow alongside Mother Nature without you and I. So, you know, they're also plants and and they're chemical substances which have evolved over millions of years. So they obviously do have a use. And I feel the same about cannabis as well. Mm-hmm. All of these things grow in the ground without you and I, and, and they will grow in the ground always without you and I. It's not like mm-hmm. they're man-made. So I don't understand why governments and why people are so against them, especially when they hold such a wondrous ability to change mental health. Maybe it's because some people, you know, misuse them or overuse them um, in certain ways. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty hard to misuse psilocybin because you build mm-hmm. up a tolerance pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. it's the same with DMT. Um, you tend to build up a tolerance as well. Um, but I mean, you know, like what isn't misused? Like, you know, people misuse sugar and they yeah. got diabetes. <laughs> they become overweight and then people misuse alcohol like people misuse anything like I don't think that that's a a good uh point for why psychedelics you know can't be legalized and that that would be my answer yeah absolutely and you uh, know like it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> it, it it should be legalized in medic at uh, at least in medical fields because it has yeah. great benefits so could you exactly. could you just i agree with you share the share some of the benefits of psilocybin or uh, you know the psychedelics how it can help and improve uh, well-being and productivity because we had uh, uh, ian mccall he is a ufc champion and he oh, okay. he he was talking about how he used cannabis and other other psychedelics to improve his uh, performance in sports and wow. uh, so it is a huge topic so could you please share with us some benefits of psychedelics in daily life or in mental health or some ways yeah yeah so um actually scientists are classifying psychedelics which can induce neuroplasticity and neuroplasticity is a term for basically growing new neurons in the brain and changing the structure of the brain with this growth. And they're actually classifying them as um, psychoplastogens. So there's been like a new term coined mm-hmm. and um, psychoplastogens, basically like the fundamental idea is that what can take someone months or years through um, other techniques such as meditation or therapy or reading self-help books and stuff like that can be completed almost within a few hours by taking a psilocybin mushroom trip or taking something like DMT, um, even ketamine. Ketamine is also um, being rallied for as well. So it's just about understanding that. And um, also, I don't like when I've been doing my own research, they've actually realized that there's a few cell signaling pathways such as mTOR and the serotonin 5-HT2A receptors and um, TRKB as well. So they're actually beginning now to uh, identify the actual cell signaling cascades responsible for this response. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah that's why I, I was <laughs> in my article. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't understand much of it because I don't have that scientific background. But oh, no, it, oh, it, it, would, it was a great uh, uh, explanation for somebody like me who does not understand that because neuroplasticity, I have heard of it, but uh, I don't okay. know much about it. So uh, speaking of the article, what what's the new article about? What's the new article in the magazine about? All yeah, about? so the new article is, is basically... Um, just stating um, that, you know, psychedelics are psychoplastogens and mm-hmm. it basically just identifies in depth the cell signaling cascade involved in that. And it also, to bring it back to mm-hmm. mental health, um, recent studies have revealed evidence that depression actually causes structural changes in the brain mm-hmm. within the prefrontal cortex. And these psychedelics act within the prefrontal cortex to reverse what depression has caused. So basically, it brings, it brings the neutrites back, basically, within so the prefrontal cortex of the brain. Building new connections and repairing yeah. the old ones as well. Yeah, yeah. And they actually, um, there's a, in the article, there's a very good um, scientific, um, almost like a picture that they took. You can see the control next to the DMT and the LSD mm-hmm. and the LSD caused the most neuroplasticity. So, yeah. But then LSD is man-made. So it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh talking of depression anxiety and all these mental health issues these days because of what's happening in the world and the lockdowns yeah and, yeah and the the overall media coverage and we are bombarded with so much information about what's happening all around the world all this negativity what would yeah. be your advice for somebody to have better mental health and how to improve your mental health so from psychedelics to meditation to what what okay. else would you recommend somebody to do to you know improve their um, mental health yeah it's a loaded I question say, i know what yeah no it's okay i would just say turn off the news mm-hmm. and just look outside and you know like i don't watch the news mm-hmm. um and that that was the thing that helped me a lot as well and also um yeah I mean just focus it's just about focusing I, I know it sounds it sounds so cliche to say but um it is just about you know becoming trying to become one percent better every single day and taking yourself from zero to one every day and um focusing on that and focusing on things that you can control and, and yeah, I know for me, um, I, I'm kind of on like a ketogenic diet because I felt that carbs were like fluctuating my mood. And then I also, I go out into the sun a lot as well. Um, I'm just having a routine, I guess. But I've come a long way. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you are an inspiration for a lot of people. Oh, and, oh wow. Thank yeah. you so much. And, uh, yeah, That's so sweet. Uh, you you are also the CEO of Wellness Labs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's amazing. That's so nice to hear. So, oh, great. Uh, I think we are almost up for the time, and uh, so oh. ju- just to conclude this discussion, amazing discussion, and I hope that yeah, we can I have loved you. It. Thank you so much. 
I hope that we can have you again on the show. Uh, so I would, just, I would be honored. I would be honored. Thank you. So just to conclude this discussion, uh, what would be your message to people who want to get into biohacking or wellness or just want to just start from zero to improve their health? What would be your recommendations to start with? I would say um, get a journal, get any journal, and, you know, just focus on three things, three things that you just want to incorporate into your daily life. I know for me, um, I like to write routines, so I always write a morning routine, and it consists of just three, well, mine consists of five, but for anyone starting off, I would just say three, and just write down three things that you are going to stick to, like you are going to do these things every morning, because once you do those three things every morning, you're almost training your brain to have a better attitude towards the harder things that you need to do in that day in order to go from zero to one. So having that morning routine really sets up your brain in order to accomplish the things that you need to. And also um, the same for the night as well. Obviously you have a night routine as well. So, you know, it sounds cliche, but um, it really does work. And, um, you know, once you've completed those three morning things, you will, over time, you will gradually become more and more inclined to just get on with the hard things you need to do in your day. Yeah, it's it's so hard to find out what's wrong with you or how to start with your health journey or, yeah. you know, where to start. Uh, basically. <laughs> so writing, no yeah, writing, yeah writing down the the problems and writing down your goals for for yourself would be a great help and following them through as well because it would be like a to-do list that you can check off that okay and it gives you a sense of accomplishment as well that okay I have done exactly so some serotonin and Um, yeah yeah, and, and everyone within the biohacking space is really friendly. I've made so many good friends. And, you know, like, just find, you will find a friend within this space. You know, like, it's not, um, I don't feel like it's a closed off space. You know, everyone's really open and wants to help each other. That's the way I feel anyway. And that's how I view it as well. So, yeah, just go to the event. Um We'll start commenting and you will find someone who shares a similar story to you and um, yeah you'll make good friends yeah this community is actually really great and really very you know researched community and even if you don't find somebody who shares the same story with you they'll try to help you out in some way or the exactly other. yeah 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 like everyone was a beginner once right (laughs) yeah yeah everybody is a beginner so on that note that's all the time we have today thank you jessica for oh you're so welcome thank you so much thank you very much thank you for being here